This is not financial advice. Why don't you buy some Bitcoin, you know? Buy Bitcoin. Welcome to the Crypto Whack Pack. You wanted to know how to get to the cornucopia. Yes, the cornucopia. Cornucopia. Otherwise known as Copi, is that is that the are those Copy. the call letters? C O P I, yes, sir. Copi. And you're not familiar with it at all. No, never. Heard I of mean, it. I looked into it for like two minutes when you told me that it was worth buying. Well, I got excited of it when I learned how and when and what was happening. So, uh, cornucopias or Copi for short, the ticker symbol C O P I, and you can see that's you know 10 just today um it only come out december 10th that's the beginning of it so it is a what did it start at so uh, opened about three cents three cents wow so but i haven't seen any like parabolic shoot or nothing like that i looked in the market cap of the circulating supply and and i believe this is like uh you got sandbox and you got decentraland uh Cornucopia seems to be the sandbox of the Cardano network. Okay. So they're gonna have their own kind of uh meta metaverse and metaverse tokens. And I looked at the team that's involved with it. Uh you can go on the internet and see the island awaits. You can see that they're uh <clears throat> how the tokens are distributed between the plans, you can see the roadmap and what they've accomplished. Uh, quarter four team their team growth right now tgg slash ido for quarter four 2021 which we're coming to a close and then uh quarter four tiktok instagram launch uh nft release quarter one of 2022 uh website with land maps you can buy land uh the public land sale the pub, uh quarter one 2022 the web shop minute marketplace for nft sales website profile with wallet integration Quarter two, mobile phone uh, PTE mini games launch. And that uh, PTE is short for anybody that don't know. It's play to earn. You oh, play cool. games and you earn, you're going to earn m- money and tokens and uh, sell the stuff on, you know, on Cardano Network or whatever. Uh, quarter two, 2022, they're going to have the public land sale with city districts and Unreal Engine 5. I don't know if you know anything about video games or anything like that. Zero. But uh, that's a new release with the Unreal Engine 5, and I should have brought that up, really. Should have brought that up. Because it's really impressive. Unreal Engine 5. And that's not just a Cardano thing or a Metaverse thing or anything like that. But check this out. What you're looking at right there are the graphics of an end of uh, next gen from that Unreal Gen uh, Unreal Gen Five. So basically, how video games and stuff like that work typically is they come up with like a game and engine. Okay, they'll have mm-hmm. like this large engine, and then games will be built upon on top of that. So they build like a game engine that wrestling games or a fighting game would be based upon, and then the next five, six, seven, eight, ten games will be built on top of that particular game engine while they work on the next one you know so you see certain games like the uh uh, the wwf wrestling games and stuff like that 
you could see SmackDown versus Raw and all that right. stuff and all that, that was placed on top of a specific game engine because game engine you kind of want to get more out of it typically. Right. But this right here is a video game. That's oh wow! The, so they're the they're showing graphics of it from the new Matrix video game. Wow, the the graphics are fantastic. Really it's, impressive. It's about as realistic as, as I've it. seen it look. Not that I'm a gamer, but like Keanu Reeves looks legit. That right there, that that's a, that's a graphics from a game. There's a girl talking. And Does that not look like a real you, human being? Yeah, that's amazing, and kind of scary. Isn't that crazy? It is. Yeah. She's she's got freckles. She's got looks like a little bit of acne. Individual so th this is not this. Is this a real person or no? No, so, I that's, mean that's the game. But, that's but is it based on a real person? You probably don't know. I that. don't know, but that's not video. Right, that is the game. That wow. is the game. <laughs> so, this is where potential begins, right? For potential begins where you cannot distinguish what's real and what's not real. Wow. Or and maybe... that is all based off Unreal Engine Five, and what you see. In these videos from uh, watching uh, what's going on here, and these this is this is Unreal Engine Four. Okay. Okay, and, and it's kind of got a cartoony feel to it, and maybe there are some some uh, metaverses that will kind of keep that type of. Uh, but what I've seen from the Unreal Engine Five is like super impressive. Yeah, that's kind of it's kind of scary, but very interesting, just the same. Um, so Kopi, uh, th that's obviously a coin, right? Is it a coin or an yes. NFT? It's a coin Crypto token, yeah. and it's going to be used for transactions on this network or it's like the sand. It's like sand and, and, uh, uh, Decentraland as far as I know, I'm not super, super educated on it, but I'm been okay. digging into it the last few days. As you know, I called, I got a hold of you and the Frenchman pretty excited about it. Right. <clears throat> and uh, like I said, quarter four desktop launch, theme zones, desktop, decentralized nodes. And then in 24, 25, actually integrated to game consoles, smart TV, and the full release of it. So I think, I don't know what's going to happen, like mid uh, timelines being like short, mid to long. I think a long hold, I think it probably could be a good thing, like a really good thing. And I think in short term, it's going to be a really good thing. The midterm, like, like this could skyrocket up to up to a dollar or something like that. And then retrace back down to 5, 10, 20 cents. I don't know. Right. I have no idea. Okay. Maybe just the initial interest in it will pop it up. Right. But what there isn't right now is there is not hardly any retail that's into it. Okay. You know? That's because actually good, right? Well, it's not easily to get. That's why when the retail get into it, you're gonna see the the big spikes like you see with SHIB or any of the other. Okay. So like the question this. is, this, how do we get it? How do you get it? Well, the first thing you're gonna do is you gotta get a MetaMask wallet. Okay. Okay, and you've done that, right? Yep. So you have a MetaMask wallet. So all you want the extensions of MetaMask. Second thing you're going to do is you're going to go on your MetaMask wallet and you're going to click on these windows here and there's going to be viewing account, expand views and stuff like that. You're going to switch it from an ETH 
an Ethereum account to a Binance account. Okay. Okay. And then you're going to go on PancakeSwap. So you're going to love this stuff. You're going to love this one, Sparky. PancakeSwap. Do, do you have to have any sort of an account with PancakeSwap or no? Well, you're going to make one. Okay. You're going to sign up for PancakeSwap. Okay. You're going to go on here. And then you're going to trade. You're going to click trade. You have to make a... You'll jump through a few simple hoops or whatever. But by switching your MetaMask wallet, make sure that you're running on BNB. Okay. Because like uh, Uniswap is the Ethereum. Right. Okay. And we all know that the trades on there are really expensive. Yeah. Okay. But you do it on PancakeSwap and you buy Binance token. Like get your MetaMask wallet and make sure, make sure you switch it over to the, uh, to BNB, to Binance token. Okay. Okay. And then from there, you go on to cakes, or I did it from a simple swap. Okay. Go on simple swap. I'm going to go on simple swap, and then you're going to click here. And then you're going to send whatever token that you want, and you're going to get, this is another important thing. Okay, there's two different kinds of BNB tokens. Okay. There's the original Binance token, and there's the BNB uh, BSC token. This is the one you want. Okay. Bin this is like the upgrade. This is like ETH 2.0, and this is like Binance 2.0. This is a Binance smart chain. So you can do, you can do smart contracts onto it. So you're going to choose this one and then you're going to send them whatever you want for for tokens to swap on there and then you're going to send them to your metamask wallet okay and you've been through that you've done that cut and paste cut and paste all that good right. stuff. and then you're going to go over here and once you got them linked to your metamask wallet you're going to go up to pancake swap and we're going to trade and you're going to trade here you're going to trade your uh whatever the hell you got for Binance token. Okay. And you're going to go to the Kopi token. But Kopi token isn't listed. So people are like, how the hell you do it? I'm going to show you a couple different things. This is Cornucopia on here. This is CoinGecko. You can cut and paste addresses here, typically for the contract. And then you would cut and paste that and put that onto here. Okay, yeah, see, you, know I mean? to, you just put that on that lower register, and that right. okay, you're gonna go to your MetaMask wallet, uh, MetaMask uh, assets. Uh, it'll say import tokens. You want to click, see, I've already got it added, but yeah. so you're gonna click the, the token that you want, and you're gonna cut it, it'll have the address in there. You're gonna cut and paste that on there. Okay. Okay. But just to keep a note that sometimes people pull some bullshit on stuff like this. CoinGecko says that we're not responsible for anybody's bullshit tokens. Because you could get back in the day, you could get the moon token on here. You can get anything. Right. Anybody can make one of these. Okay. So I would recommend going to the Cornucopia website themselves. Go here. 
it's got the BSC contract right here. So we would we would highlight that. Oh shit. Mm -hmm. Highlight that. Copy. Bring to your MetaMask wallet and, and do it from there. Okay. Okay. You click on there, add token. If it was the import token, I would paste the address in there. See, this token's already been added because I've already done that. Right. But that's how you're going to add, make your MetaMask wallet be able to hold them tokens. Okay. Okay. And then when you're searching for it, like on Cake and the same thing, <clears throat> you're, it's the same thing. I've added it on here, but you would go to the cornucopia that copy to the exchange and paste that address in here. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're doing that twice. You're doing that with the MetaMask wallet, and you're doing that mm -hmm. on Pancake Swap. Pancake Swap. Yep. Okay. So that it recognizes the token. It's not like any other token that's already listed. You okay. know what I mean? You you have to add that because that's another one of them things that most people aren't aren't. Uh, it's another. Uh, uh, another big flag to, to show how early you are right you know what I mean? it's not a well adopted thing or whatever right then just like anything else just like simple swap you would put whatever uh, how much bnb you want to swap and then you would trade it for that okay and then you'll have it in your metamask wallet and cool. then if you ever want to sell or whatever and uh, you could go on here and trade it back to something that's more liquid like a Binance token or such. Right. And then trade that on simple swap or whatever exchange that you want to to get back into Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever the hell you were looking for. And uh yeah, I, I'm pretty I I uh I, I think now is a good time for that, buddy. Okay. You really do. I'm gonna like get in said. and swap a couple hundred bucks and see what happens. Yeah, I'm not uh I'm uh not investment advice like no. before, but I I yet to come up with any kind of negative thing about it myself. See, in the past hour, the past 24 hours, 10%, the past seven days, 31%, past 14 days, 122%. Yeah. The Get most accurate is pancake. Uh, and it's it's not a, a skyrocket boom and then slam back down. And you have to go through some. You have to jump through some hoops to get your hands on it. Right. And, uh, and uh, most people ain't going to bother. Well, that's too much work. And later on, offline, if you really want to do it and you're not comfortable with doing it, I'll do it with okay. you right online. All right. And then I was supposed to do that with the Frenchman, too. Where the fuck is he? Silly wall. Drunk. Mm. Probably. So, uh, I don't know there's a whole lot much more i could say about it is i put I, and i'm not going to recommend things that i don't back myself because i i watched some shit today and some of that stuff just pisses me off man and, and people can give you aware with some of them traders that they'll give you both scenarios they're like if it trades if it go it's going to go up and, and you watch their wording 
Because they'll, yeah. they'll do it so they can snip that at a later date and say, see what I told you? Yeah. See what I said? They gave yeah. both. It's either going to go up or it's going to go down. And if yeah. it goes up and they have a prediction of where it could go up or vice versa on what from where it is, if it breaks to the downside, where it could go down. And then the later video, whatever the fuck happened, they'll go back and say, I told you. I told you. It did just what I said it was going to do. I, I I saw I've been seeing some some sniping on Reddit about like I think it was BitBoy and the amounts that he charges for like appear you know mentioning your stuff or like showing yeah, it on the yeah. screen whatever and it's like I, I understand the guy wants to make money but at the same time you, you kind of wonder if the spirit of it's rotten mm -hmm. if that's happening most of them people that are watching that shit like we could play that game and we could do that you know what I mean right and it's called it's pretty much called thumbnail investors people see like five or six different thumbnails of 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 fucking ship to the moon or whatever and then they'll just invest their money into that and don't don't do none of the homework at all none of the homework right and when they're saying bullshit things that and yeah the price could go up or the price could go down but this right here your risk to reward so if you're a thumbnail investor and you're in at like fucking seven something cents two weeks into the platform of going, you invest $100. If it goes to zero, you're out $100. But if it does what I think it's going to do, you might be up five grand. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. So the risk to reward is you're, you're minimizing the, 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 the risk. You know what I mean? You're like minimizing it. Yeah. And I'll and uh i just see the numbers you know what i mean it's uh the, the total the trading volume is uh not even a half a million dollars right now what's what's do you know what the circulating supply is going to be is it inflationary deflationary three no it, it is what it is the total supply uh i i well actually on here the partnership the private scale is nine percent was uh 345 million tokens so that was a private sale. That's what they usually get into. And this right here bleeds into what we say on the the SEC and all that side of stuff. When you're demand, when you're talking about things that are securities or commodities or whatever, this is what they're talking about. Okay. Right. So when you you get a bunch of investors, like I got this idea, I'm going to make this metaverse token or whatever. It's going to be based on Cardano, and and I only got a hundred thousand dollars. But you start searching for investors. And you promise them tokens that at that point you are a security okay you rounded up a bunch of investors that expect some sort of return in the future for this okay and then the private sale that's the kind of like being an accredited investor only super wealthy people get to get into the or you got to be a special or know somebody that knows somebody or you know what i mean to get into that initial private sale that was nine percent of the tokens and then there's the public sale which is 4.3% of the token. Then the team and advisors. That's something to always keep your eye out on. And that's 24%. Uh, that's almost a quarter of all the tokens are going to be administered between the team and the advisors of the, that particular project. Play to earn. That's kind of like, that's the 30.7%. That's the largest share of, all, of that particular token. That is going to be... And that keeps that encourages people to play that game. 
that encourages people to to use this platform to 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 actually spend time playing the game and doing whatever the hell that they're going to be doing on this. Okay, that's what that means. If you put in a certain amount of time, it's kind of like uh, when people started like watching ads or whatever and started getting paid for it, like on the Brave browser or right. whatever. If you watch the ads, you'll get a certain amount of token. That's pretty much what this is, except for they're trying to have it uh, like Elon Musk says, if, if, if you want to keep education alive or whatever, you know, make it fun. You know what I mean? So engagement. Yes, yes, yes. Keep it people engaged. You know what I mean? Right. Not like when we was in school and you get four white walls and a textbook right. is this thick and turn to page 800 and something. And, and a teacher you, that you, know, you hate. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're not going to retain a lot of that information. Yeah. So that's why we try to make things fun here with the Frenchman, even though he's AWOL. And then staking and farming rewards at 50% or uh, 15%, excuse me, the metaverse entity at 4% partnerships, 5% reserves, 5% and floating liquidity at 3%. I don't know exactly. And the total token supply is going to be 3.8 billion. Okay. So if you had 3.8 billion market cap, you're talking a dollar token, right? Right. Uh, if you're looking at CoinGecko right now, uh, Sandbox. What the hell is Sandbox? Just went past it. Go up a little right. bit. Sandbox. Sandbox yeah. is sitting at 6.2 $6 billion right now. Okay. Wow. So even if it hit half of the market share of Sandbox and sat somewhere around I, I believe the 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 market cap of it right now is somewhere around 200 million. So that would put it that would put it somewhere in the 400s, okay? Yeah, well 350s, 400s or whatever. Wow. 332 is the first one that's a 200 million dollar market cap. No kidding. So even if it hit half, let's say if it hit quarter, even a quarter of that, you're talking a 50 cent token. So that, that potentially be, some uh, pretty major returns. Yeah. Potentially. I mean, potentially, yeah. Not financial uh, advice. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? It's uh, it looks very promising. I, I'm constantly looking at tokens and stuff like that, and I'm constantly mm -hmm. looking. And if if I wouldn't share it with you if I didn't, if I wasn't eighty percent confident, right? And well, again, nothing's a sealed deal. Nothing's a done deal. But yeah, I, feel, I I do feel good about this one. I'm not gonna lie. I don't usually jump through this many hoops to get stuff, but I think I'm gonna give it a try this time because. Like, why not? I made a big bet on it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. What's your uh, what's what's your target? Are you just along for the ride? Step back out. You mean? Or, yeah. Uh, let's say if it went to 15 cents, I'd be. Six grand up. Nice. Six, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
That'd come in handy. Yeah. For sure. Well, it's exciting. I might I mean, take my my initial investment out and just let the rest ride. That's what I've done with most of these things, and that's what I recommend other people do. Yeah, get your money back. And then who knows? This might go up to fifty cents, and Bitcoin go down to forty thousand dollars. And then I just—it's like two race cars, and this one just hit nitro, and this one blew a tire. Right. You know what I mean? I might jump back up on to take my winnings and go back into Bitcoin when it's low. And then wait for that to rise. Then I accumulated more Bitcoin with doing nothing except for trading my Bitcoin for this. It's like having the fastest horse. Yeah. It's just knowing when to change lanes. The problem is that most traders do it too fast. They try to go in and out. They change lanes too fast. You know? Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the buy and hold guy. So maybe. And that's fine too. That's the safest yeah. way. It is. But if you're gonna buy and hold, you know, buy and hold real projects that you're like so, you know, right. that you're that you're 100 confident on, uh, and then take 10 of whatever your profits are and take little gambles on stuff like this. Yep. You know, this little gamble right here, which brings me to the other thing, which I'm I'm glad you brought up to, but. Would you rather have a would you rather have a million dollars or have a penny that doubled every day for 30 days? Probably, probably I I'd have to do the math, but I think I have a feeling it's the penny, right? <laughs> right. Good guess, buddy. Yeah. So if you had a penny that doubled every day for 30 days. You would have oh my $5.3 million at the 30-day mark. That'd be amazing. And a lot of people don't realize that. No. But with crypto, like a day one, you get a penny. Day two, it doubles to two cents, four cents, eight cents, 16, 32, 64, dollar 28, $1.56, you know, two fifty. Even on five, even on yeah. day 10, you're looking at five dollars and twelve cents. But by yeah. day 20, you're at five thousand two hundred and forty-two. Yeah, week one, 64 cents. Week two, you're at $81.92. Week three, you're at 10 grand. And then by week four. So what, what I'm getting at anyway is when you're taking shots with stuff like this, and 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 you're you're at you only have to make two or three real good decisions to set yourself up. Like the like, if you go to Warren Buffett and you look at his his stuff, and you look at some of these successful people, they made the majority of their wealth in in four or five decisions, and the rest of it is protecting that. Yeah, there's a difference between getting rich and staying rich. Yeah, totally different thing. When you're wealthy, you're more on the defensive side of things protecting yourself from this that the other thing finding little loopholes finding ways to to hedge yourself against inflation or hedge yourself against a housing market or hedge yourself against or diversify yourself to protect losses you're always on that but i that's why i i, I try not to shit on like shib people people that are buying you know what i mean you're going like right. super high risk super high reward right. but if you take 10 percent that 10% of your 
of that exposure could be like me. This could be your theta. This could right. be their theta. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was my five, ten percent of the theta that all of a sudden turned into to sixty percent of my whole portfolio. And then right. I'm like, oh, I gotta. All right, I gotta reevaluate. I guess or, yeah. or change things up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you had this. $5,000 investment in Bitcoin that turned into $60,000, $70,000 or whatever. And then you had a $500 investment that turned into $40,000. And you're like, shit, all right, I got to, maybe I should reallocate or or, or or go over things again and reevaluate. I recommend people do that. But nine times out of 10, they're just going to, when it's doing this and going to the moon, they're just going to hold the fuck on and stare at it. Yep. It's hard to let go when it's doing that. Till the engine's fire it's coming back down. When it's coming back down, you can't sell it fast enough. I, I do have to say that with SHIB, it, I think it was, it may not have been the first time, but it's the first time I was really cognizant of like the rocket was going up, the rocket was going up. And I actually said to a buddy of mine who was pretty, I don't want to say he was super deep into it, but he had a, he had a few hundred bucks into it. I remember when it reached a certain point, I said, you, have you thought about taking profits? And he was like, you know what? I'm gonna today. And he did it. And I I did what you suggested, which was dollar cost. I, I did I DCA'd out, right? So I did it over like the course of like a week or two, right? And just and if you do that, you're never gonna let the top, you're never gonna win the lottery, but right. you're not gonna lose out. You're no, not gonna and, be, and you're and gonna be exactly above it. the average. And here's the other thing: when he got out, he was like he went all out all at once, and then it went up, I think. Th three times more what it was at that point like it was like 0. 0.0000 whatever 25 or whatever and it went up to i think zero 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 whatever 0. 0.80 so he he had a lot of like oh gosh man i pulled out too early and i'm like dude how much did you make and he was like yeah. it was in the thousands right and right. i'm like you can't you can't look look that gift the horse in the mouth you know right yeah like I, I I did what you said, and I took it out real slow, just a little bit at a time, a little bit of time, a little bit at a time, and I don't regret what I did, especially where it's sitting right now because I haven't even looked at it, and I don't know how long, but let me pull it up right now on Voyager. Christmas break, it's probably like taking a snooze, like everything else kind of is. But at this point in time, SHIB is 0 .00, it's like four, zero, four zeros and then three eight. So it's been, I mean, it's it's been trading flat here for, let me look, close to a month. Like the highest has been is, you know, four zeros, five, four, three, three. And the lowest has been is four zeros, uh, two, eight, two, five. So when I got out, I think it was in the six zero something. So it went as high as 0 0.088. Right. So yeah. Boring stuff, but you know, it was certainly fun to watch and it was it's fun to play, especially with some money that I didn't care about. So yeah. And and, and to uh if you put five hundred dollars on something, it goes up to fifteen hundred dollars, and you take your five hundred dollars back. <laughs> I tend playing, to be le less emotional about you're playing it. with the house's money at that point. That's right. And you, you, you tend to make smarter decisions when, yeah. when you're not at a loss. A hundred percent. I actually, so I actually have some shib left. Um, 
I will say that I think I'm a ship millionaire if I, if I had to look again, <laughs> but I'm just going to leave it there because like, it's not money that At I this paid point, for. Yes. It's not, it's nothing that I paid for. So like I can watch a wild ride. And if we go to the moon again for ship, like, I'm just going to be like, okay, I'm out. Why you not? Know? Yeah. You know, uh, it's a, uh... but I learned that from you because beforehand, like before you and I started talking, I'd be all in all out. So I appreciate that. You know, right. And, and, and uh, you have 25% for the week on SHIB. Yeah. Which is one of the bigger movers. Theta's actually had a really good week, too, I think. 32% for the week. Theta, every time it goes down, I just want to buy more. Uh, like, yeah. I think it was down to like the $4 range this week, right? I think it might have been, it might have even dipped into the threes, the high threes. I no think. kidding. So are but, we going yeah. to do more news or are we just talking about kind of no, more news? I got all kinds of stuff up here. Let's do it. All right. I got some uh, easy news. Okay. Hear about this? No. Patriots quarterback, Santa Mac Jones. Mac Jones gives Bitcoin to his entire offensive line. Oh, boy. <laughs> Mac Jones, rookie quarterback sensation. The best hope for the nine and five New England Patriots extended their decades long dynasty in the National Football League. His gift in Bitcoin to his entire left offensive line for Christmas. I've been studying Bitcoin for a while this year, and I just knew I had to give some of the Bitcoin to my teammates, Jones said. I reached out to Bitcoin Magazine and asked for help and how to give Bitcoin as a gift. Mac Jones then reached out to fellow Alabama alumni and CEO of Bitcoin Magazine, David Bailey. In addition to the Bitcoin, Jones Bailey decided to give a financial education resource of Bitcoin Magazine print subscription to the entire Patriots offensive line, as well as passes to the Bitcoin 2022 conference, and which is set to be the largest Bitcoin event in history. When Mac told us that he wanted to spread the Bitcoin wealth for Christmas, we jumped at the opportunity to support him. Our mission is to make Bitcoin the de facto money of humanity, which means bleeding out into the, our popular culture. Bitcoin is for everybody, is for everyone, but the brave, optimistic, and forward-thinking people who see the future are the ones adopting Bitcoin and sharing the important message, said Bailey. So I thought that was kind of interesting. This is cool, man. Like every time somebody does this, it's another ambassador, right? It is, it and, is. And it's really interesting to me that like these top, like Michael Saylor, you know, Elon Musk, he kind of goes back and forth, but this dude, you know what I mean? It's like the more people that are doing this, the bigger the mass adoption is going to be. Yeah, whenever you're feeling Bitcoin blues, you just got to listen to a little Michael Saylor and it perks you up a little. <laughs> yeah, and you just go, they just don't get it, man, but they're going to get it later. Yeah. I'll be ahead. He's right. I, I feel that he's right. Yeah. There's so much. There's so much adoption. There's so much. Of the, that you, they can't stop it. I mean, you got how many different celebrities and how many different things and how many, you know what I mean? How many different hedge funds and 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 just people in general before people say yeah this is happening this is another article from bitcoin.com the pro bitcoin senator to introduce comprehensive crypto bill in the u.s u.s senator cynthia luminous is reported reportedly preparing to introduce comprehensive crypto bill next year the Republican, uh, Republican senator from Wyoming explained uh, that the bill will cover everything from how cryptocurrencies are taxed, categorized, and 
customer or consumer protections, Bloomberg reported. The bill will provide uh, clear guidance on which asset class a particular asset belongs to and will also establish a framework to regulate stable coins. A senior aide for the senator told the news outlet, in addition, it will propose creating a new entity to see over the crypto market that will operate under the joint jurisdiction of the Commodity Futures Exchange Commission, the CFTC, and the Securities Exchange Commission, the SEC. Often these two entities right here uh, disagree and argue over who's in charge of the crypto market because you, you have uh, certain cryptos that would fall under these guys' uh, jurisdiction of, of commodities and other cryptos that would be securities. See what I mean? Yeah. And like the ones that have uh, IPO or initial coin offerings like ICOs and stuff like that would fall under securities in my opinion. I mean, it's pretty obvious to me. Anyway, Luminous is a member of the Senate Banking Committee, which has reported repeatedly said that Bitcoin is a great store of value. The senator recently confirmed that she owns about five Bitcoins and has no plan to sell them. Her Bitcoin is a part of a broad portfolio that includes her family's cattle ranches. In October, Luminous said to Congress, thank God for Bitcoin and other non-fiat currencies that transcends the irresponsibly and irresponsibility of governments, including our own. <laughs> She gets here, it. Here I am working for this government that's so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I you know. assholes keep spending money. Yeah. Well, at, at least we have a lifeboat at this point, right? Right. But it certainly is not our government. It's it's definitely crypto, probably. Definitely crypto, probably. That didn't sound very sure of myself, did it? No, it didn't. Definitely, maybe. I got some good news, though. Okay. Good news. Voyager. Yes. You hear any news about Voyager? Jimmy, I haven't read any news this week. I was so busy with Christmas Party. stuff. Jesus. What are you doing having a family of six or whatever? Well, you know what, man? Like you're you're hooked right. You're like Neo. You've got the plug in the back of your head, and it's just I can't even believe you know the stuff you know. I'm trying to soak it all in, buddy. Former acting comp controller of currency joins digital Voyager Digital Brewing. Voyager here. Yeah, yeah. Brian Brooks. Remember him? Yes. He, Wait. he is an employee of Voyager now. Wait, didn't he go to work for another agency and quit kind of he suddenly? Did. He which, did. which what was that? I believe that was Binance. He went to work for Binance and then like uh, bailed after like two to three months, right? Correct. Okay. Or was it was it a year? No, 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 it wasn't. No, it was no time at all. I'd say, I'd say six months at the most, but I don't even think it was that long. So this is good for Voyager. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, this is really good for Voyager. Voyager so, Chair Philip Ekman cited Brian Brooks' experience at crypto companies and his leadership behind regulatory incent as reasons for the hire. Crypto trading platform Voyager Digital announced Bitfury CEO and former acting controller for the currency, Brian Brooks, has joined the firm's board of directors. In Monday announcement, Voyager Chair Philip Astain said that Brooks had joined the board as an independent non-executive director, citing the former controller's experience in crypto companies and his leadership behind regulatory initiatives. In the United States during his time at the OCC, Brooks served as an act, acting comptroller of the currency until January, was Coinbase's chief legal officer from 2018-2022. Uh, 
Did you know that? Wow. And I didn't. I think I he did know for, that. He worked for Coinbase and then Trump hired him for the uh, acting comptroller. Right. For the banks. And then after Sleepy Joe got elected, he went to Binance right. for a very short time. And now Sleepy Joe is trying to uh, get so um, Amarova or whatever. Yeah, the, the uh, Russian, Russian uh, communist. Yeah, 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 Tommy. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. See, yeah, you're well, paying attention. Well, I'm glad to hear that this guy's coming <laughs> on board. <laughs> and boys are posted to their uh, uh, Twitter account. Welcome, Brian Brooks, to the newest member of our board of directors. Uh, Brooks, former acting comptroller. They, they can't say that enough. Uh, currency January Coinbase chief legal from eight, uh, 2018, 2020, and held the position of CEO at Binance for less than four months. There you go. See? Yep. We were right. Less than six months. But yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's exciting. And, and vo- I compared to to uh, Coinbase and Binance and stuff, Voyager has so much potential to grow. That's why I picked them back. From, you know what I mean? It's like at this point, if like Facebook were to double, right? And you're like, yeah, okay, that'll. But it's already enormous, right? It's already over a trillion dollars. I mean, it's going to be two trillion dollars. How long is that going to take? Right. But when you get a smaller company that's uh, $4 billion, they can grow much more. You know, it's kind of like the the micro cap coins, like I'm just showing you. Same idea. Same idea. And when you see people like this being on board, there's a reason why he got done for Binance. Nobody knows. Nobody knows why. They won't say anything, but obviously he wasn't comfortable with something. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and that's, I mean, that was speculation. That was the speculation when it happened. So it's actually yeah. good to see him connecting with Voyager. Yeah. Good. I mean, we've been uh, praising Voyager for a long time. And I still, I still see, I'm, I'm, I'm already uh, signed up for the debit card when it comes. You know, anybody else has a Voyager platform, I, I recommend that they do so too. So you are, you, are you considering unbanking when that happens? Yes. Yeah. Won't need them no more. Yeah. That'll be if fun to watch. Borrow or loan and stuff like that. I get B fine if I ever, if I, I want to, uh, why put your money into a bank and then have a, a checking account and a savings account or whatever? Why would you even use a savings account when you could put your money in USDC and earn at least 9% for nothing? For sure. Yeah. Like it's, banks it's, just don't make sense anymore. It seems, uh, pretty brainless to me i mean you know <laughs> and, and that's not even if you're not comfortable with the volatility of crypto right you're picking a stable coin and it stays relevant you know it just stays consistent with the u.s dollar and you earn nine percent and at least if you're in a nine percent and inflation is what they say that it is somewhere around seven percent you're beating inflation that's right or at least staying flat keep it we know it's more we know that it's more than seven percent yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like there's no need for for uh for a savings account anymore because your saving account and your checking account kind of merge because you're gonna be using the, the debit card, you're gonna be using the USDC right. or Voyager. Yeah. But yet you're still earning nine percent on it. 
Right. Have you ever, have you ever earned nine percent on your checking account? No, and I mean, like this this has the potential. To, if when people figure this out, and I think it's going to take them a little bit, you're of course going to be an early adopter on that. Um, like even CDs, things like that. It's like, okay, well, you know, what about liquidity? You know, offering like you, you know, staking your stuff for liquidity and and in getting returns on it that way. Like the banks just aren't going to make sense anymore. You know, I, uh, not unless they start turning into into uh, kind of like a brokerages. Changes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, another thing that I could show about is this, and they got to jump to it, man. Because there's only 1.3 million Bitcoin left circulating on crypto exchanges. This is from Cointelegraph. <clears throat> and uh, glad to tidy in things Orange Christmas. Bitcoin supply is drying up to the lowest not seen in years. As a recent tweet by CryptoRank, just 6.3% of the total Bitcoin supply, or 1.3 million Bitcoin is held on a crypto exchanges right now. As of today, the decrease in supply is nothing new, trending down since Bitcoin having in 2020. But when the Bitcoin block reward was cut in two, Bitcoin availability on exchanges followed suit, slowly trending down over the past year, doing exactly what it's fucking designed to do. You know what I mean? Right. Exchange wallets accounted for 9.5% of the Bitcoin supply in October 2020, just before the 2020 Christmas all time highs, and in 7.3% 7, 7 in July this year. And then 6.3% in December, figure the lowest record uh, recorded in 2021. Interestingly, Coinbase BTC wallet dominance, dominance is also slipping because most people buy crypto and they just have it on Coinbase right. or whatever. I mean, the American exchange used to custody more Bitcoin than all the other exchanges combined. Its dominance has slipped from 50% to uh, 40, about 40.5%. Wow. Here and this right here is a breakdown of the Bitcoin held on exchange wallets, and you see Coinbase still the the, the majority. Uh, Coinbase and Binance are probably about sixty percent, maybe 65 percent of all of it, and then Bit Bitfinex uh, coming in third, Oki, Bityear, Bitrex, and other you know smaller exchanges. But this right here shows the circulating supply. 6.2%. This is how much they have on exchanges. And Bitcoin hit another milestone like a week or two ago that we didn't talk about on the channel. That 90, we crossed over the 90 percentile thing. 90% of all Bitcoin has been mined. Holy over the next cow. 100. Uh, like, as, a, as I'm watching this, I'm like, the pretty, like when this catches on and when I say when it, it's catching on right now, this is, it's happening. We're watching this happen little by little. Like eventually, there people are probably going to be offering, or, or agencies are going to be offering, probably really good money for you to park your Bitcoin with them so they can use it, right? Yeah. When, man, this kind of <laughs> blows my mind. Watching, looking at the charts, I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah, and that's why the price to me, it's irrelevant. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just noise. It's exactly what Michael Saylor says. When you're looking at the prices of uh, of Bitcoin, you know, over the max or whatever, like all this shit is just noise. It's about to slash. The past year, they're like, oh my God, we're in a bear market. What are we doing? 
sit back. It's Bitcoin's been in a, a bull market for 13 years. Yeah. This all this stuff here is just noise. Yeah. It's just it doesn't matter. It's gonna it's slap the dollar in the face with a refrigerator, you know. <laughs> this is yeah, it's crazy to look at all this and just have the realization. I know I'm not like verbalizing it very well, but like my brain just kind of spins when I see these charts. Yeah, well, like like I've told you before, I see all these charts that say that all point in one direction. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I and I'm not saying that the price can't go down, that people can't, but right now, what you're seeing, I think the the holders and the buyers of Bitcoin have changed. Right. They have changed. That's why I don't think that you're going to see these like bear markets up to where you're going to see 80% drops and stuff like that. Right. I don't think, because right here, when you're seeing one, this is the one that everybody refers to the 2017, 2018 bull, the, the 2017, I guess, bull market. And all that is this right here is basically all the people that are buying SHIB now. Right. Most of them. I mean, there's some people that got really lucky and then understood it, but that was like 1% of the investors. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where I got in. I still didn't understand. And of course, I, I'm not going to say that I understand stuff now. I'm trying. But it wasn't until I started talking to you last January where things really started to come into focus with me. And, it, and I really started to have like a functioning understanding of crypto and what it was all about. Wow. We, we've been doing this for a year now. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. As a matter of fact, close. This, this is going to be the last episode of season one. Um, after we record after the new year sure. next week, <laughs> then it's going to be the start of season two for the crypto whack pack. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, like I said, this was 95% driven by retail. This I believe is, is institutional like money. 70% of it is institutional, maybe more, maybe I'm, I'm lowballing it, maybe 80, 80% because the, these people that were buying it and then sold it are like, I, I fucked up and they're in yep. it again. You know what I mean? So maybe this mark here is your retail. Right. And, but I mean, I'm sure that's gone more because more people are aware of it and stuff like that, but you have institutional investors that are not looking they're not looking at the daily. They're not looking at 24 hour. Right. They're not, they're none of that. They're looking five, 10 years out. As you, know? you should be. Yeah. Right. Because they see this stuff, the same thing that I'm telling you about. They're like, holy shit. They're like, hey, Frank, are you seeing this? Am I? How, right? how many? Tell me again. How many Bitcoin have left to be mined at this point? Roughly, I uh, uh, it's ten percent. So ten percent of uh, twenty-one million would be what? Uh, two, two, one, two, two point one, two point two, two point two million, two point two, yeah, 2. amazing. 2 and we're gonna get to another halving. So then two point, then the next two million Bitcoin are gonna take a hundred and twenty years. To be mine <laughs> when 90% of it was mined in the first 13 years. right and we're gonna be dead and gone and this is gonna be like some sort of legacy program right 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 yeah, and, and I believe because of that 
because of that, you're you're uh, the big like the havens are gonna have less of an impact every time. Mm-hmm. Less and less of an impact. I'm not saying it's gonna have it's not gonna have a a positive impact on the price, which it will. But but when you're mining uh 50 bitcoin a day and then all of a sudden boom it got shut down to 25. 25. that's that's a lot of bitcoin you know what i mean mm-hmm. you get 50 bitcoin every 10 minutes yeah. per day per day you know what i mean yeah it, it gets shut down higher but now we're at uh six and a quarter we're gonna go to three three and an eighth yeah you know what i mean it's Crazy. it's gonna have it's gonna have an impact but it's not gonna have the the impact and what's so beautiful about this thing is like if it's gold and a lot of people like to have this argument is if gold goes up in market cap they can put extra effort into the mining right they they can add more they can buy more equipment they can actually put more gold they can mine more gold with is the opposite effect right the opposite effect when you throw more energy at mining bitcoin it becomes more difficult it there's the same amount of Bitcoin that's going to be distributed. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It's still going to be six and a quarter. It doesn't matter how much effort. It could be just you and I with laptops at home mining Bitcoin. There's going to be six and a quarter amount. every 10 minutes because it's self-adjusting. Yep. Or you can have every goddamn fucking computer in the, in Asia trying for the same thing. It's kind of like I, I heard references about sports and trophies and stuff like that you got one stanley cup and there's yeah. two teams playing for it you know what i mean your odds yeah. are you know better at getting that that prize that trophy but the more people that more teams that are added it doesn't make it any more of a stanley cup it just right. makes it harder to get that stanley right. cup i mean it become it becomes more of an achievement at that yeah, point and it yeah. makes that prize more valuable Cause there's much more effort going into it yeah you know what i mean if you got uh 50 teams that are all competing year round you feel a pretty big sense of accomplishment when you hold up that trophy you know yeah it's, it's crazy Jimmy. Like the, yeah it's kind of like the arm wrestling thing when we used to have arm while well, you're left-handed and you go in there and beat two people and win a trophy versus like the rest of my family would 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 arm wrestle right-handed and they right. arm wrestle all night and arm wrestle a dozen people right it's like well fuck my trophy don't mean nothing right <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah anyway in other news cnbc you should have cryptocurrency in your portfolio no matter what your age this advisor says you know i, I know. thought about this like when we interviewed al morris um who used to be our teacher back in the day he said you know he he's more interested in his in it for his grandchildren and not so much for himself like Mm -hmm. i looked back on that the other day and i thought you know he's not done al's in his 60s you know he could he could live to see returns for another 20 30 years you know had he listened he would have had 400 gain right yeah but I do understand that there is in a different position. He's comfortable now. So he's, yeah. in, he's in a position of, I just want to protect what I got. Right. Instead of us seeking out, we're kind of like mid grade. Right. But I feel. 
we can, I, we can see the end. We can see the finish line, but we still have ways to get. We're halfway through the race. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I probably more so even if you go back through my uh, lineage, <laughs> but fortune favors the bold. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does. I see it happen every day. It does. But anyway, uh, investors of all ages should be looking to add cryptocurrency to their portfolios, according to some financial advisors. Four years ago, maybe one in 10 clients and prospects were coming to the door wanting to learn more about digital assets and cryptocurrencies. And certified financial planner Douglas Boneparth, president of Bonafide Wealth in New York, a firm that works mostly with millennials today, in just four years' time, I think it's closer to about 50%, he said. One in ten client, one in ten clients. So we went from about ten percent to fifty percent in one year. There's still a ton of education that needs to be done for the other fifty percent. And both part, a member of CNBC's advisor council during the CNBC Financial Advisory Summit on Wednesday. Yeah, I, I, I do. You see it every. I see it on, on channels that have no, uh, no tie to cryptocurrency at all. You know I mean, I've seen on some uh, guitar playing things, the word NFT being yeah. brought up or, or, you know, I see, you know, it on you, you can say what you want about NFTs. It, it's at least open people's eyes to what crypto is on some level. Right. Mm. Yeah. And they, I, I get, I, uh, course Christmas, everybody starts talking or whatever. And I had this discussion with my, uh, my brother's, uh, brother-in-law. And he's just trying to wrap his head around. He wants to get into it, but he he's scared to death of it at the same time. Right. You know what I mean? He sees and he actually has a financial advisor. Oh. That, that's that is like, no, no, right. no, no, yeah. not now is not the time. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You don't, and I'm like, I, and I told him, I said, I bet you within the next two years, your finance, he himself will be into it. He's yep. like, oh, oh, he already is. Yeah, then why is he telling you no? You know, the the, the the measure for me, and we've talked about this before, was my brother-in-law works for a very major company in the investment business, right? That does 401ks. And when he came to visit last summer, I expected him to be just no on crypto altogether. And he was actually open to it and listened to my defense of it. And wasn't like, no, don't do it. It's a scam. It was more like, this is going to be really interesting to watch. Yeah. So, when you got the the Ray Dalios and the Sam Druckenmillers Millers and yeah. you got them people kind of like Ray Dalio is, is into it. He's even into Ethereum now. And right. he was a strong, he's a, he's about as traditional as a traditional investor could ever be. Right. You know what I mean? And, and he didn't understand it. But I think of a lot of them people that shit on it that don't <coughs> they never put the time in right to understand it. Yeah. And there is a huge learning curve. There really is, you know what I mean? But they understand inflation and they understand all that stuff, but they don't really understand blockchain. If you understood blockchain, then like I said, Bitcoin gets you <coughs> like uh that book, the the creature of Jekyll Island. I, I recommend that book to some people. There's one guy at work that's pretty hard left. 
and uh, uh, he listens to a lot of books, as do I, so we recommend books to each other or whatever. And I recommended that book to him because we do have the cryptocurrency talks and stuff like that. And uh, it was like 10 minutes before launch or whatever. And then I go out and then I get a, a text thing from him and it's sending this tag from uh, that book and the author. And I forget the author's name, but he's known for conspiracy stuff and this and that. And, and because of that, he totally disregard. I, there's nothing. It's like, Jesus Christ, just because you disagree with somebody on something doesn't mean that there isn't a ton of value in that. Right. That was like, you can think of whatever the fuck you want to think about the author of that book. And he can think about UFOs and right. whatever yeah. the hell. That book got me asking the right questions. It got yep. me thinking, all right, what the fuck is money? Why, why do we use gold? Why is there, you know, questions that I never thought of before, ever, right. ever, just, ever Because you took of. everything for granted. Right. And, yeah, like and you're we all taught do. that shit in school. You're like, oh, you go to work and you get a job and you save your money and you go to college and build up all this fucking debt. And that's why people are fucked today. Yeah. You know, I mean, how many people are fucking working? Well, I can't say now, but working fucking minimum wage jobs with a degree for something that they can't even pay for until Gosh. they're. You know what? I that's one of the things. Like when I came back to Maine, so I worked in Colorado for years uh, in private nonprofits. And I, I worked my way up to kind of middle management and yeah. made okay money for nonprofits and came back here to Maine and to do here what I was doing there, they wanted a master's degree. And I'm like, so you're telling me that I need to yeah. go back to school, get my bachelor's and then go further and get my master's, all of which will take me between like three to six years, right? If I really push. and don't do it part-time, go into debt up to my eyeballs and you still want to pay me $15 an hour. And of course it's a different, if it's, it's a different game now because of everything that's happened. But like 2016, sure. I was like, no, I'm out. Like, I'm not doing this. You know, this is ridiculous. I've done the job. So. Yeah. Wasn't that Al with his, uh, I remember a while ago, he sent his daughter to Germany for some school and that cost, cost like three, four or five grand or something over there. Over here, it would have been like 40, 50 grand or something stupid. And it's recognized for the same thing. It's insane. Yeah. It, yeah. And, and the, the, doing the kids like a tremendous fucking injustice. On... Yeah. But anyway, back to the book. It got me asking questions. The right questions, you know. Yeah. Which made me start to understand. I'm like, holy oh, fuck. That, that all of a sudden this stuff started making a whole lot of sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, unfortunately a lot of people ain't going to pick up on it before everything goes to hell. But just like another thing, Michael Saylor says, you get Bitcoin precisely at the price that you deserve it at. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes a shit ton of sense. You know? uh, yeah. There, there, there is that whole, you get what you deserve thing. Right. Yeah. And like like this, this this kid fucking gets it. It's from Coin Telegraph. Child prodigy with a 162 IQ wants cryptocurrency for Christmas. <laughs> Twelve-year-old Barnaby Swinburne scored 162 on the Mensa IQ test and became a member of the High IQ Society. Uh, the wish of owning cryptocurrencies for Christmas. Go ahead. 
how do you know to give your kid a name like Barnaby Swin whatever? Like a they name like that, you're Barnaby. automatically going to be a genius, right? Because you're not going to be cool. Yeah. Right. Well, the wish for owning cryptocurrencies this Christmas came true for the 12-year-old school kid with an intelligent quote and high IQ, uh, higher than Albert Einstein, apparently. Wow. Uh, Barnaby Swinburne, the resident of Bristol, England, had asked for two Christmas presents, a uh, Mesa testing for his IQ, and then a cryptocurrency portfolio. According to the Bristol Live, Swinburne scored the highest possible score of 162 on a test, beating Einstein's IQ of 160. As a result, the schoolboy became the memory of a high IQ society, which takes uh, intakes the top 2% of the highest MESA scorers. Uh, speaking about cryptocurrency, Swinburne's mother said he's been watching the market and he's getting a, an envelope with money to, in which he can pur purchase his crypto. <laughs> uh, however, the Swinburne family is yet to reveal the monetary amount of the cryptocurrency which was purchased this Christmas and tuned to his crypto interests. Swinburne wants to grow up and become a programmer. He's already looking at university courses and wants to go on to Oxford. Yeah. Hope, he gets I, hope, it. I hope it's not like 10 bucks, right? Because the poor kid's going to be like, I told you. Yeah. Well, that kid probably turned that 10 bucks into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never know. But like I said, what I said like years ago, when I was really struggling with it, and I'm trying to try. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I am the end all be all. I'm just a fucking. You know, I, I volunteer to get punched in the fucking head. You see my eye and shit. Right. I mean, I'm not a uh, 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 graduated last of my class. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? But I was smart enough to recognize that it seemed like the smartest people in the room were fascinated with it. Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, you know, I hear this guy and this guy. And these, these are all super clever engineered crypto or uh, cryptographic uh, programmers and stuff in there. Wow. What, wait a minute. Wow. When I see a video of Jordan Peterson going, having his aha see moment. see it click, yeah. And, and like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What? It was pretty cool. Oh, that's fascinating. That That's fascinating. <laughs> wow. That You know what I mean? When you see yeah. intelligent people like Jordan Peterson or 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 Michael Saylor or an Elon Musk or a child prodigy with an IQ of 162 or people much smarter than myself are fixated on it and really, really uh, intrigued by it. It's really encouraging, you know. Do you um do you do you know what mensa means in Spanish? Mensa. Mm -hmm. Mensa, which he just applied for. It actually means stupid in Spanish. Does it? <laughs> the stupid IQ test? Yeah. Just thought I'd, uh, just thought I'd share program. that. Yeah. 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 So anyway, and then there's this guy. We've all heard of him. <laughs> the president of El Salvador. Yes. Bukele. Abib Bukele. Now he's either... I think he falls in a couple different categories for me because we were just talking about the kid with the IQ and all that stuff. And he gets it, but I think it's a fuck you to the man at the same yeah. time. I mean, uh, he's 40-year-old Salvadorian president targeted those who have raised questions regarding El Salvador's uh, decision of legalizing Bitcoin. So we're older than the president of El Salvador's breaking. Uh, that that, like, makes, that makes me feel very unaccomplished. You know when I started feeling old? When? I started feeling old when I was watching sports. 
and they were calling people like in the NFL that were coming on the field that were born in the nineties. And I was like, Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> or you if know, you look at Playboy centerfold and she's born in 2000. <laughs> oh, that's, that's icky. That's the, yeah. That right? makes you feel dirty. Yeah. 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 The El Salvador president, Nabib Bikali, a staunch supporter of Bitcoin, believes that the days of fiat currency are gone for good. In a tweet, Bikali announced Friday that Bitcoin is the real revolution the world is seeing at present, and the days for fiat currency is limited. The team fiat refers to the physical currencies like rupees or the dollar. Through his latest tweets, the 40-year-old Salvadorian president targeted those who raised questions regarding El Salvador's decision of legalizing Bitcoin. He tweeted, what has been called by international organizations the Bitcoin experiment is nothing more than the world watch and how mass adoption changes the country's economy. If it's for the good, it's game over for fiat. And the El Salvador is a spark that ignites a real revolution. In September, El Salvador became the world's first nation to adopt Bitcoin's legal tender, the move that generated global media attention and also attracted criticism from the opposition, the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, warning that the country not to make Bitcoin legal tender, considering re uh, risk related to volatility and other cryptocurrencies. However, in November, Bekele said they had plans to build the world's first Bitcoin city, funded with the issuance of 1 billion Bitcoin bond. The city will be located along the Gulf of Fonseca uh, near the volcano. Bekele's administration is counting on the Bitcoin to spur the country's economic growth and investment. Assuming that Bitcoin price remains open and to uh, overall upward trajectory according to Bekele, the residents of bitcoin city won't have to pay any income or property tax capital gains tax even payroll taxes the city will be built with attracting foreign investment in mind it should be noted that until november 26 el salvador had 1220 bitcoins and the el salvadorian president is on a spree of adding bitcoin to its country's fund meanwhile alor pastad of international trade policy professor at cornell university last week warned that the world's most popular cryptocurrency could fade out in the near future in a recent interview with cnbc prasad stated that bitcoin's lack of efficiency and it's an inability to facilitate exchange as a mode of payment will be the reason for its downfall and again these are some of the people that never read the bitcoin standard or never even it, like i mean i think they're slightly getting there but obviously they don't know what lightning network or any of the second layer protocols are or that bitcoin even has to be used as an exchange for that it doesn't have to be things could be backed with bitcoin could be other cryptocurrencies i believe that there will be stable coins i believe that bitcoin is the 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 cyber fucking form of gold and stable coins will be like the cyber form of fiat currencies and stuff like that and you don't have to be i can send sparky bitcoin right on christmas day don't need to call anybody don't need to ask for permission i don't have to do anything i every time i read something about this guy like because he keeps like upping the ante right and like i'm so happy that he's doing it but at the same time i'm like somebody's gonna kill scared this dude <laughs> it's scared for him yeah <sighs> you know what there, there are genuinely people in this world that are not scared of things like this and it's like good we need him you know yeah um i if if things go the way that i think they're gonna go this guy's gonna be a a hero in, yeah. in his history for 
Many and decades, El, El Salvador um, will likely be, you know, like a citadel or something. Yeah, they're going to be like the Dubai of uh, of uh, South America. You know what I mean? Yeah, forget oil, right? <laughs> right. Well, they're going to be mining Bitcoin at a yeah. pretty prestigious rate at that time with renews, reusable, renewable energy. That that. It's a beautiful. That's thing. the part I, that got the 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 Jordan Peterson like overwhelmed. Yeah, is for one time you can take energy and store it in like this battery form and send that energy, and it's like the first time in history that you can do that and keep that value. I know. Like, just you know, send it, listen. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen that interview, look it up. Who's he talking to? Do you remember? I, I don't remember who he's talking uh, to. He, he's talking to the, just, the author of the Bitcoin Standard. Oh, okay. So just just do you know Jordan Peterson Bitcoin like you see the light come on and you can see him just like so many you can see it all uh, rush in. Yeah. just type in Jordan Peterson got orange filled it'll yeah. come up <laughs> it'll come up and, and and he's somebody that I've looked up to for a while whenever that man talks I shut up and I, I just listen you yeah know what I mean because it's totally. just you know and there's always other people on the other side of the aisle they're gonna think that you're a racist bastard and all this other shit. They're not listening to us anyway. So yeah. <laughs> on another note, there's something I wanted to talk uh, just bring up real quick. It's not really Bitcoin related per se. But we had this uh uh guy at work they hired him like a month ago and he was supposed to do the floors with me. You know so we're doing teak deck and laying out teak decks and stuff like that. And he's He's pretty sporadic. I mean, I think he worked for like four days straight and then was missing for a week and then come back for two days and then was gone for. And of course, everybody's like rolling their eyes and you're like, what the hell? Come on. And even when he was at work, he'd be working with me and they'd be like, hey, where's your buddy? I thought you had to like, I don't know. He, he'd work for 15, 20 minutes and then he'd disappear for for 15 20 minutes and then he show back up and he was an older guy you know like in his 50s late 50s maybe maybe early 60s i don't know and uh it's just you're pretty kind of at the point you know everybody's like rolling their eyes and just being really, really dismissive and stuff like that and he worked thursday and friday before the christmas and then the christmas week we come back and work monday and he wasn't there and then on tuesday uh somebody found uh that he shot himself in a car oh gosh right and uh kind of makes you you know of course you go back to work and and then i'm working on stuff that he was using all my tools and and, and i gotta pick up where he left off and really get your mind raised on stuff like that and i just wanted to say that you know just you never know what somebody's fucking going through you know yeah, what I mean, you never know what somebody's going through. Don't be a shitty human. Yeah, I mean, this guy would. Uh, he, he just went through a horrible divorce, and he'd always try to talk to. Me. He'd always talk to me about that. And so, not that I was mean or totally dismissive or anything, but in hindsight, you look back and you're like, "Wow, shit! If I would have maybe, if I, you know what I mean, he needed help." Uh, yeah, it's. You know, I've run into things like that at work too, but kind of on a different level. There was a girl um, who used to call me her work husband, which you know there was no nothing weird behind it. But like she she drove an old pickup, and she would drive in, and she'd ask me, you know, will you, will you check my oil? Will you check my transmission fluid? You know that kind of stuff, just basic stuff. And I was like, why don't you have your husband do it? And she was like, yeah, he won't do it, and he's not working, and whatever it was. Um, 
And the more I talked to her, like the more I felt like there was something really weird there, like for her, not like between she and I, but for her. And I came into work one day and he had murdered her, you know? And it's like, she was pregnant at the time. Um, I hadn't caught on, but she had like bruises and stuff that other people had seen that I hadn't seen. And like, nobody said anything, you know, and it's, it's, it's kind of, it's along that vein. It's like, gosh, you know, if, if I had just said, you know, God, you know, is everything okay with you and your husband, you know, but instead I was like, oh, I'm just staying out of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it just, uh, and then like, I mean, that gets announced. You, you find out about that at work or whatever, and then you kind of stay in there for a minute. And, and then you're like, oh, all right. And then it feels, you you know, you, you, you kind of go to work and it's like business as usual. And in some way you feel not that it's wrong or anything, but it feels like almost you're doing something wrong. Like, yeah. like, 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 like we shouldn't it. be working right now. Like, yeah. There's a 20 minute fucking moment of silence and then, okay, well, business as usual, everybody goes on and it just feels so dismissive. And that was just my feelings. I mean, other people feel different ways or whatever, but I get right. since, uh, since we went through a stretch where there was like a ton of deaths and stuff and the family and friends and everything just went to hell. And because of that, it, it literally changed me. Yeah. You know, I am like hypersensitive now. <laughs> yeah. I think I actually think one of the first things, cause like my dad died in 2015. And I think one of the first things you said to me when we, when we first got on the phone last year and, and talked about doing this is you were like, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry about the loss of your, of your dad. And I was like, you know, people said it when it happened, but like after like a week or two, everybody just kind of forgets about it, you know? And it was like, wow, that's, you know, but now I understand like the perspective. That you brought yeah. with that so yeah you gotta you gotta be just open and forgiving i, I think even with all of especially, this especially like at christmas time no and that especially if you had a large family and then you don't christmas yeah. can be extremely awesome yeah for some people and your kids and it can be extremely hard for you be on your last nerve for sure so i just want to say don't be a shitty human yeah be good to each other be good to people it's the least you can do need more love less hate on this fucking twitter and all this shit for sure for sure we ain't got the frenchman to sign us off or yeah well we'll give him a little uh boom chicka wawa i'm sure he'll Ooh. jump in and finish that up here at some point so yeah time. let's uh Let's wrap up for the week. And this is the end of season one. If you're listening, we thank you. Um, we know there aren't a ton of you, but uh, if, if you're out there, please share us. Um, we've been doing this now. I think it'll be a year in February, but um, we have no plans on stopping. So if you'll share us uh, to somebody else, you know, we just going to get better. We're only going to get better. That's uh, right. We're spend more time. We're going to spend some money and we're going to get some better equipment and start doing some bigger, better things. Do some Bitcoin giveaway things again. I think the, French, the Frenchman said he's going to get implants. So okay. we're going to, we're going <laughs> to market with that too. So, all right, signing off for this week. Um, and we will see you in season two. Right on, bud.